0: welcome to episode four of season two everybody if you've just joined us i am robin at the a tired witch not the tired witch a tired witch i am obviously tired don't even know my own handle (laughs) on instagram and i am with maria at maria the arcane on instagram good morning hi good morning (laughs) hello If this is your first episode joining us every week, we talk about upcoming lunar phases and kind of what that means for us in terms of our practice. I did say last episode, so I will repeat it again. And I I promise I won't incorporate this every episode, but I figured twice as good. Um, This is a casual reminder that when we talk about upcoming lunar phases, it is how we can incorporate them into our practice and not like how that affects you and your star signs astrologically. So I don't want people to get conflated and think that like, (laughs) I'm an astrologist. I'm not, I can't do math. So, (laughs) um, same, right. (laughs) I'm not not a mathematician, everybody. Okay. I cheated on that all through high school. So I don't want (laughs) to, I don't want you guys to give an illusion that I'm good at it. (laughs) Um, so, coming up next, well, there's two things. Firstly, on the 21st of this month, Mercury goes back into direct, so everybody can exhale. Oh, <laughs> um, I <laughs> actually, this Mercury retrograde wasn't that bad for me, but I did a post about it on Tuesday. And the responses Mm. I was getting was people were having a very (laughs) bad time. And so everybody can just exhale. It's only a few more days. It will be okay.
1: (laughs) Honestly, like the worst of mercury retrograde always seems to hit me at the last bit. It's always the last few days and it's awful. So I'm waiting for it. I'm
0: prepared. Knock on wood. (laughs) Knock on wood. Uh all of it. um coming up on the 27th of february is going to be the full moon in virgo and virgo is virgo is a sign hello good morning <laughs> um, but virgo is kind of a ruler of our habits and how we interact with other people how um we organize our home and our life etc think about your daily habits And kind of how you navigate them. These are going to be the kinds of things that we're going to be working with. So in terms of magic, we might want to be looking at not necessarily practicing magic, but maybe you want to start a new book of shadows and organize it or organize your tarot cards. Just get things in order. And similarly, you can do magic that involves you kind of giving yourself goals and following through with them um mm-hmm. i feel like i say that a lot with a lot of these readings giving yourself goals but that is really important um well,
1: i think a lot of that is like especially at the beginning of the year like a lot yes, of the signs absolutely. are geared towards that
0: yeah totally and like the the, the full moon in virgo excuse me, the full moon in Virgo also has you in a position where you might be examining like your physical self instead of your spiritual self. And that isn't Mm -hmm. to say like, oh, go to the gym, lose weight. But instead to say, you know, maybe you want to pick up a little bit more healthier habits. And that could be a broad range of things, depending on who you are as a person. Mm -hmm. And you might do spell work to help yourself kind of get that extra motivation, that extra push. So, Mm -hmm. That's what I'd be looking at at this time. Look at organization, look at goals, and look at realistic and practical steps you can make moving forward to put yourself in a better position. Mm. And that will all be made easier with Mercury Retrograde being over. (laughs) Oh,
1: thank God. (laughs) Yes, please. Subscribe to that. So, if you just started listening to us, every podcast we talk about a random tarot card. We go over the universal meanings and then our own interpretations of the cards. Hearing others' opinions helps beginners form their own opinions or even those who have been practicing for a while expand their views on other meanings. This week we're talking about the Seven of Cups. On this card you'll see like a figure whose back is facing us and they're kind of shadowy. They are gazing up at the Seven of Cups, which are filled with like wonders floating around on cards. It's like very dreamy imagery. The universal keywords of this card are dreams, choices, opportunities, and illusion. When this card pops up in readings for myself or clients, it's When someone is like exploring new opportunities when it comes to their future happiness, their opportunities or choices may even have already been presented to them and they are eager eager to go all in without thinking things through first. Mm -hmm. The thing is, though, when it comes to this card and the choices presented is that not all of these things that are... Not all of these things are actually possible. We really need to think, plan, and strategize each possible possibility before we move forward with them so we can address if we are just being hopeful or grabbing for something we want rather than what we need. The last thing you want to do is, you know, waste a tremendous amount of time on something that in the long run didn't end up giving you that happiness or fulfillment you were looking for. Mm-hmm. And alternatively, it can also show being scared when it comes to making choices or chasing opportunities due to like imposter syndrome or low self-belief. This is also where like planning ahead helps, you know, that it, that these things might actually be possible. The last thing you want to do do is when in this position is to let these opportunities pass you by because you are too worried about failing that is when this card flips and those opportunities disappear so
0: how do you view this card robin Deer? okay i'm going to talk about a very real world real world that was easy to say situation that i see this card coming (laughs) up in and that's tinder okay and tinder or any other social dating site i get the seven of cups come up repeatedly when people are spending way too much time shopping for potential matches but wanting real love Mm -hmm. and although things Mm -hmm. like social dating sites are so useful so incredible especially if you are somebody who's not looking to have a serious relationship or you are but you're going about it in a very like calculated way tinder can Mm -hmm. present this grand selection of choices right but yes. just because they're presented to you doesn't mean that there's any actual, like, future that's going to come of it. it. It creates this illusion mentality and mm-hmm. it creates this environment where you think that because you had a couple of exchanges with somebody that it's going to go somewhere and it actually isn't because people aren't really in it as much as you are or vice versa, Mm-hmm. And I see the seven of cups come up repeatedly in love readings when people are just using social dating sites either in the wrong way or like too mm-hmm. much. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like. <laughs> And Mm so it is very much so, like you said, a lot of options, but because of it it becomes overwhelming and there's this sense of illusion and it's just nonstop, you know, call this my own UPG, but it comes up for social dating sites and it stresses me out (laughs) Mm. (laughs) as somebody myself no, has ever used a one the idea of social dating mm-hmm. sites are a bit foreign to me like but not the idea but the actual practice of them is a bit foreign to me and mm. it becomes like this repeating pattern where i'm like so you use tinder a lot huh and they're just like yeah why <laughs> I'm like well maybe it's time to try a new <laughs> approach <laughs> But for yeah. me, it comes up – yeah. I mean, obviously, it comes up in other situations a lot too. But let's be honest, the nature of both of our jobs, mm-hmm. we do do a lot of love readings. And mm-hmm. with love readings, every time I get the seven of cups, it's because of that. And it's just so interesting to me how, like, the meaning of that card interprets in a very real-life, like, situation.
1: <laughs> yeah, That. That makes a lot of sense. I haven't had it pop up for anything like that, like for Tinder or anything, but well, that makes sense. Also, a my lot day job,
0: you as you know, is a I work at a hotline. So in my mm-hmm. day job, 95% of my readings are love readings. And so I see it a lot more yeah. than at Tired Witch.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's always coming up, and I'm just like, maybe we just like Try to meet somebody the old-fashioned way for a little while.
1: <laughs> yeah, for a little while. Let's just, try. Like new I'm not saying you have to stop, <laughs> just for a little while. <laughs> yeah, agreed. <laughs> so this week we're going to discuss correspondences Woo-hoo. and yeah they are like incredibly important when it comes to spell work and with divination and it like many parts of magic really and working with correspondences can be anything from like symbols herbs crystals colors the elements and so forth yeah yes
0: (laughs) yes yes (laughs) Um, The reason we wanted to talk about this is because there's a bunch of really great books out there. We've talked about them a bunch on correspondences. Mm -hmm. And an ongoing discussion that has been happening in our Discord is the reviews of said books. And people giving some books negative reviews because they don't agree with the correspondences that are in the book. And they'll even go so far as to saying, that's wrong. (laughs) And yeah, that's in part why we want to talk about this because, technically speaking, correspondence mm-hmm. is nothing but UPG. And if you don't know what UPG is, that is unverified personal gnosis. There have become all correspondence started as UPG, and a lot of it has become common gnosis. So it's like commonly accepted, yeah. But it is still just gnosis. Mm-hmm. It is still, you know, theorized. Whatever. <laughs> um mm-hmm. that's in part way we want to talk about this today.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think, like, a great way to explain this is, you know, as a group, when most of us think of, like, roses, we will think, like, love and passion, but Mm -hmm. we also have to, like, consider the other parts of the rose, like thorns, which could represent protection or even pain, but Mm -hmm. our personal interactions with roses can also shape our view of it, which is, like, incredibly important to note. Like, what if a funeral you attended that deeply affected you was decked out in roses, or a partner Mm -hmm. gives you roses as a gift only to break up with you like a few moments later these moments may affect the way they correspond to spell work for you they may end up meaning like loss and heartbreak so you know like doing love spell work with roses may not make sense for you and that's okay
0: yeah Uh, it's basically uh you have these really popular um witchcraft authors that pre-modern mm-hmm. witchcraft and by modern witchcraft I mean like the last 10 years so not in the greater sense of the term as in like the last 100 years let's say pre yeah very modern witchcraft all almost all of our books came from like 10 authors essentially and they were almost all mm-hmm. Wiccan based and there's nothing wrong with that yeah but when you take something that is based off of a singular path and what's the word I'm looking for here? A singular path, a singular kind of thought process, you're going to see Yeah, that makes sense. Correspondences that are going to, you know repeat themselves and align because they are all working together. Mm-hmm. Wicca as a whole is coven-based, right? It's a, it's an order. It's a hierarchy. And so you are gaining information from your elders in the said coven. And because of that, you yeah. get a lot of the same things being passed down over and over. And there's nothing wrong with that. Uh-huh. Like, I'm not trying to shade Wiccans at yeah. all right now. I'm just explaining <laughs> how this works <laughs> and so yeah you have how, those, like, like cunningham what this yeah cunningham mm-hmm. uh valiente gardner uh alexander what's uh what's his name uh uh <laughs> sorry i was like i was thinking of alexander <laughs> um wickens and then i admitted <laughs> and completed it too anyway you have these these groups of people that are you know their head faces in their particular yeah. path and so they are the elders who mm-hmm. are passing on this information and that doesn't mean their information is wrong but yeah. it also doesn't make it the end all be all you know scott cunningham yeah isn't speaking to the pagan god and getting this list of correspondence his correspondence is coming from mm-hmm. What Maria and I have talked about privately many times, the science of magic, trial and error, as well as his own personal experiences. And so all the common, all the common, commonly uh, agreed upon gnosis all started as UPG Mm -hmm. at some point.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's many things like I do like with Scott Cunningham's book, the book of correspondences, I do not agree with, but I don't Mm -hmm. fault him for it and like write a bad review about it. I mean, there's a lot of his, you know, herbs that I did not resonate with. But as I said, that's just my personal feelings. And he had every right to. Yeah. And, you know, that's why we have to be open as you said, you know, like, realize that this is what, how he felt in the stuff mm-hmm. that he was taught.
0: And we can and learn from that. It's going
1: to change for every... Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and we can use that we as a basis. Be okay. yeah. yeah, and just like with tarot, you're going to form your own opinions, and you're going to, you know, hear other points of view, and hopefully <laughs>
0: something resonates with you. Yeah. And, you know, something that... I think a lot of people seem to forget, and this is not a shade at any any person because I'm guilty of this yeah. at times as well. But I think a mm. lot of things that people seem to forget or tend to forget is like Maria and I are both in the United States of America. I know that's probably pretty obvious uh, by our accents, <laughs> but, you know, maybe you thought we were Canadian. I don't know. <laughs> uh, we're both in the USA, and with that... Mm we are reading correspondences that originated in Europe, in Northern Europe, in in most cases, the United mm-hmm. Kingdom. And yeah. something that, let's say, made a lot of sense in Europe for calming. I, I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, uh, like you, lavender, let's say. I mean, I use lavender for calming, but let's just pretend for a minute I don't in europe lavender might make a lot of sense for sleep and for calming but i know where i live in california Mm -hmm. there is a huge lavender farm that uh jason seagal what's his name the guy with the tiny ponytail who does all the action movies Oh, the fuck is his name uh, i know who you're talking about, you know who i'm talking about right he's got the little ponytail he's always like this is the little- best action movie of all time and they're always like really bad movies yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is that guy's name anyway it doesn't I, matter he owns a I giant lavender field by us like massive it's like 60 uh-huh. acres or something like that maybe more uh-huh. i have no idea oh my god that sounds so nice oh my god yeah it also sounds like Take hay me. fever hell for me <laughs> And so in in <laughs> Europe, having lavender grow, you know, in your garden is maybe mm-hmm. something that's going to induce sleep for you. But for me, I'm going to struggle to sleep because I'll be coughing and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, having these fits. And so for me, it's more of a nightmare than a sleep aid. And that's when personal <laughs> gnosis comes in. Uh, Also, my husband is in the other room and just texted me. His name is Steven Seagal. And now we can all rest easy. (laughs) (laughs) That is so funny. Yeah, he lives like 30 minutes from me and has like a massive lavender farm. And Mm. uh, yeah, and when we drive through that in like the summertime, I'm like, give me the allergy pills or I will pass away on the spot. (laughs) (laughs) yeah
1: there is i know there's one particular herb that like i do not agree with scott cunningham's thing about which is um catnip i view catnip as like a way to like kind of uh, to attract something same that makes sense and but scott cunningham's thing is like Oh God, I'm trying to remember how he viewed it. It was like love, and which I guess it could invoke love, but the way that he wrote it in his book was not about like invoking it. I was trying to
0: see if my Jack like, book was in like arm's reach, so I could just read it, but I don't see it.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I view it for I like I add it to money spells. I add it to luck spells, but I, I don't use it for love personally but you might absolutely
0: so like i I think i I genuinely believe that a lot of people accidentally forget and i do too that Mm -hmm. a lot of this correspondence of what is commonly seen as wiccan elders which there is a lot to learn Mm -hmm. from them so i'm not trying to shade them at all Mm -hmm. i have a shit pot of their books i know maria does too um is that they are based out (laughs) of europe and That in and of itself is going to change the meanings of things. For example, you know, when we look at herbs aside, we look at colors, right? The color green Mm -hmm. you use for money spells a lot of the time, right? Makes sense. In the United States, our money is green. (laughs) But in Australia... They have all rainbow colors. They've got yellow. They've got orange. They've got blue. You know, uh, in, 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 I think it's India. It's red, I think. Could be wrong about that. I'm not sure. But, (laughs) you know, our, our money value, our money currency, it looks different depending on where you live and because of that that is going to directly affect the color that would make sense for your correspondence for drawing Mm money in and and this is why it's important to use other people's correspondences elders correspondences as a baseline but then know you can Mm -hmm. grow from it and so i think this idea that like the llewellyn book of correspondence is wrong it, and people leaving negative reviews on that really actually shows their own place in their own path. And that's not a negative yeah. thing that, that they're at that point. But mm-hmm. it shows that they're not at a point yet where UPG is something that they've invited into their practice. And that's okay. But yeah. take that with a grain of salt. <laughs> yes.
1: Yes, I completely agree. I mean, the whole thing about magic is, like, making it your own and finding out what works for you personally. Yes, like... Mm -hmm. And, you know, we always say to try to get as many opinions as possible so to find out what resonates with you. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with, like, reading, like, as you said, you know, older books and stuff like that and taking what you need in. But know that you do not have to follow that 100%. There is no book that should resonate with you 100%. Uh, i mean there might be but the chances of running into that book is slim to none you're not going to agree with everything the author has to say and that's okay and unless, you don't of have course. to force it on you uh,
0: uh, unless of course it's my book coming out in may <laughs> 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 it, would, it will resonate with you completely mm, available on amazon worldwide guys jot it down jot it down <laughs> You just put an ad in our <laughs> podcast. I'm just kidding. <laughs> have you so, used in StubHub? I'm just kidding. <laughs> you <Yeah, it's interesting laughs> StubHub. You ever heard of a little brand called Hello Fresh? <laughs> oh
1: my god. <laughs> uh, I love that. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, correspondences are so important for like spell work, especially personal correspondences, because it really helps you like use it to formulate your own spells. So you're not mm-hmm. having to follow author like 100 percent like because mm-hmm. what if like you're doing a spell from a book and you're like, well, I don't really view that herb f- as something that corresponds well with the spell you you are entitled to change it. Like you do not have to follow a spell book 100%. -hmm. Um, But that's just.
0: I know that that is actually like a really big fear (laughs) that a lot of new witches have that like, Mm -hmm. I, I know I at least get this question probably like 10 times a day on Instagram. Yeah. And it will be, oh, I don't have this. Like, will it backfire on me or will it go wrong? And it's just like, first of all, no no but even if it did so let's pretend for a minute that it did backfire on you yeah the odds of you if you're still figuring out where you have to question that and this is not again this is not a shade to anybody but if you're still mm-hmm. figuring out if you have to question that the odds of you having put enough energy into it that the backfire is going to be something that is detrimental to you um mm-hmm. is very slim <laughs> it takes a lot of yeah. energy and practice i mean like i said earlier magic is a science in my opinion it is a trial and error it is mm-hmm. why i'm constantly telling people write your spells down and then do a follow-up on it and make adjustments and make tweaks like it's not you're not going to do it once for the first time ever and likely it be absolutely perfect these are things that yeah. take learning it takes adjustments you know my go-to prosperity spell it was like a 6 month creation to make something that now i know works every single time and mm-hmm. it, the first time i did it it didn't do shit <laughs> and like and that's okay yeah. it's it's that trial and error it's that adjustment it's about tr- you know what i mean making tweaks yeah and I guess the the point I'm trying to make is, is don't give up on yourself because it doesn't work the first time. And don't be afraid to make adjustments because everyone makes adjustments. Everyone's life experience yeah. is different and unique. And therefore, mm-hmm. what works for me will not work for you. Maybe it'll yeah. work very similarly, but you're probably going to have to make some mm-hmm. tweaks and that's okay. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I feel like when we don't make those tweaks and we use a herb that doesn't like personally resonate with us, that's when spells don't end up coming to fruition. That's mm-hmm. when they do backfire. Is because you did something, like you added something that in your gut was being like, "No, don't do that," and mm-hmm. instead you ignored it and you added it anyways. Um, but yeah, so
0: yeah, just- and like don't. But but on that note, don't be afraid to try new things
1: yes definitely don't be afraid to try new things
0: (laughs) don't be afraid to try new things but because you know at first things might not resonate with you
1: anxiety and intuition exactly yeah
0: at first things might not resonate with you because you've just never used it before give it a shot Mm -hmm. a few times and then if it's still just not clicking know that you can maybe leave that one to the side that's okay (laughs) yeah yeah completely agree it's it crazy. is a little bit complicated, isn't it? It's complicated and really simple all at once.
1: It is. <laughs> it is. I find co- like correspondence work so much fun and it's so interesting to me. It's me too. I could I will own all just like tarot books. I will own all the correspondence books. I just I find other people's opinions and stuff so interesting and I love learning new things. Like sometimes I'll be like, wow, I never thought of it that way before, and I'll incorporate it into my own school mm-hmm. work and then I really think, you know, just being open to those opinions is incredibly important. Like we do not have to be stuck in our ways and we should not take other people's ways as our own all the time. I
0: agree. Yeah. Another thing to look yeah. into when looking at correspondence is looking at the land around you. Um again, yes. going back to Completely correspondence agree. books that are very common are all based out of northern Europe. Well, Northern mm-hmm. Europe doesn't have all the same herbs that we have growing here naturally in the United States or, mm-hmm. you know, in Russia or South America or Australia. You know what I mean? Like, eh, yeah, like Worthing England does not have the same exact natural foliage as, you know, somewhere in like the desert of Ethiopia. <laughs> like they, yeah. and so you're not going to see that overlap and therefore i suggest learning about the herbs that are in your area and learning about their medicinal properties learning about when do they grow you know if let's say you have a flower that yeah. only blooms for a couple weeks mm-hmm. you know that's a that's a <laughs> Uh what's the word I'm looking for here? Like a spring flower it's an annual flower. There's a lot of symbolism in that, and you can start building yeah. correspondence off of it. uh you know, maybe mm-hmm. the settlers in your area used a certain leaf or whatever to cure wounds now all of a sudden yeah you've you've got a healing herb and and looking at the things that you've got in your own backyard. Is how you start to Mm -hmm. build your own correspondence. And uh, this isn't to suggest anybody start appropriating Native American or indigenous people's spiritual herbs. I'm saying looking at it from a scientific standpoint and then using that as a a stepping stone to build your own spiritual meaning for it. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: I think people would be very surprised about the own like the herbs that do grow n- near where to near where they live like they would yeah. discover so many like new herbs and stuff like that because um oh my gosh I'm trying to remember the herb um we had a herb growing by our fence last year and I had never heard of it but it has a funny name but it <laughs> deals with I guess people in um italy used it for uh like youth spells and stuff like that and i just i found that super interesting that it was like growing in my backyard and i i didn't even realize it like it's really
0: yeah <laughs> yeah you learn something new every day guys you just got to go out there and do a little research <laughs> Yes, Uh, I know I live in a teensy weensy tiny town and even in my teensy Mm -hmm. weensy tiny town there's a website dedicated to foliage in my area so if my population 60 town has one of those I'm sure yours does too (laughs) at the least I'm sure your county does
1: yeah I mean you can look like there's tons like for South Carolina if you look up South Carolina South Carolina like herbal stuff like there's tons of books (laughs) <laughs>
0: there south is Carolina. a ton of
1: like books about what grows here
0: <laughs> Sorry. did i really say a
1: country accent because i'm going to go did, out and, and go it. hide in the woods for the rest <laughs> of my life it.
0: oh yeah, it's affecting in me i got myself um, <laughs> no. one of them fancy websites it's got a whole bunch of information on natural foliage thank you people from the actual <laughs> south listening to this i really want to apologize for that bad accent um, I'm just making fun of Maria, <laughs> not you. <laughs> that is so funny. Oh my god! Anyway, so I hope this helped you guys, and really, like I said, take things like correspondent correspondence book reviews with a grain of salt because there's always something to learn in those, even if you don't always agree with them.
1: Mm-hmm. And don't be afraid to add your own
0: interpretations. It's okay. To them. It's okay. Yeah. It's science. It's okay. It's going to be okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, Robin, what's stirring your
0: cauldron this week? Thank you so much for asking. Of course. (laughs) So, what... I I know earlier in this episode I plug my own book in a very annoying way, so I'm not trying to do that again. <laughs> yeah, but you did. I'm just kidding. Because I'm a psychopath, <laughs> um, I have looked at other books that are coming out at the same like time frame, time frame, time frame as my book, just to see like what's coming out at that time, my direct competition. Because again, I'm a psycho. And Amazon has like this really cool little section where you can see all the books that are like available for pre-order in this category now, right? They're all so good. <laughs> I that's what I'm that's what's stirring my culture this week. All my direct competition is very good. There is a book coming out that I actually got a to read like a little sample of called American Brujeria. And that looks, mm-hmm. it's like the little bit I read is amazing. I'm really excited about it. I think it's going to like revolutionize this conversation abro- around brujeria because mm-hmm. the internet has a lot wrong and I think it's going to be just really great. I'm very, very excited about that. Yeah. Um, there's not
1: that many books on that subject. There's really which not. Is,
0: <clears throat>
1: yeah.
0: Nevertheless, I remember even you
1: asking and talking about it.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: yeah sorry go ahead and
0: (laughs) there is um, it's also like focusing on like not brujaria that comes out of Mexico per se but like it's Mm -hmm. American brujaria and so I I think it's going to be really interesting the little I read was really great so I'm very excited about that Uh, our mutual friend Lydia of Wiccan Tips Uh she's got a book coming out uh, her second book called The Path of, of the Witch and its practices and mm-hmm. <sighs> practices and paths and rituals and all that and that looks great. I mean her first book was great so excited. But most I'm so what I'm most lovely. excited about is a um, new world witchery. It's a trove of North American mm-hmm. folk magic and I am so excited To, like, read about and focus on, like, North American folk magic. Like, that's exciting. There's not a lot of books on that. Like, I don't know. I'm very excited about that. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I... Folk, like reading about folk magic, is really interesting, and I mm-hmm. really l- enjoy those books. And they're yeah, usually full gonna be of such great information, especially like about herbal life and the states and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there is one mm-hmm. more, which was the Witch's Cabinet: Plant Lore, Sorcery, and Folk Tradition. And I'm excited about that too because I think that's going to be sick. Love I that. love like plant stuff. I love plant lore. I love. I'm hoping that they have like. Uh, etymology of like words and stuff like that in it Mm -hmm. i don't know but i'm hoping that they do because that's exciting but yeah there's like a whole whole bunch of like really good looking books coming out so yeah and it seems cross. like
1: non-beginner books too yeah, which is yeah. really good because we have a whole lot of beginner books <laughs> yeah, we
0: really do and it just i don't know it's just <laughs> exciting and like the, the top selling book is uh, i told you about this before rebel witch carve the craft that's yours alone it's the top selling book for pre-order it comes out in april i have no idea what this book is about uh but the cover is beautiful so, it is that, has so <laughs> that has to count for something that has to count yeah it something, sounds right? like it's
1: gonna be like a crooked path book
0: you know yeah that's like, what you were you were intuition hypothesizing intuition. and we talked about it before yeah i i think it looks really beautiful so that that counts for it something does. that that's um <laughs> you've pulled me in with some <laughs> shelf draw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think it's uh, I books really
1: by their cover <laughs> it's okay. I'm annoyed because I
0: went on there and I was hoping that all the books that were coming out in the same time frame as mine were gonna be like gross and they're not they all mm-hmm. look so good and I'm so I'm excited to buy them <laughs> so while you guys are pre-ordering my yes, book because you're definitely too. going to go <laughs> go pre-order uh-huh. these ones too because they look <laughs> really really good you guys are made of money me right too. just buy all the books it's fine <laughs>
1: my wallet's crying thanks Robin thanks.
0: Thanks my husband is shedding a single tear just like no <laughs> oh my god no please no more books it's fine because I'm prepping to write a, this book number two so I can just say it's a tax write off it's fine it's research it's fine <laughs> it's fine <laughs> it's fine So, Maria, what's not stirring your culture in this week? So,
1: you all are in for another Maria brand. Oh, so excited.
0: Strapping <laughs> kids! Yes! Yeah. Strap in. It's about to get really
1: passionate. <laughs> Anyways, so I want to talk about our problem as a community when it comes to witches with disability, mental illnesses, or chronic illnesses. I think a lot of witches don't realize a lot of what we say to people who are dealing with these things can be very, like, pretty harmful and divisive. This happens even outside of the community, obviously, but it is definitely very prevalent and alive and well within ours. I find that, you know, if someone says they have something to a group of witches, you'll get so many people offering advice and holistic tips while helping out. Like it's amazing. And support is amazing. You know, community is amazing, but we do have to be very careful when giving advice, when the advice we are giving is unsolicited, especially if it, it's coming from someone who is able-bodied themselves who has no personal experience dealing with what the other person is facing. And we mm-hmm. also have to consider that maybe the person who brought up what they're going through just wants to talk about their feelings and frustrations and aren't actually looking for advice. There is just this huge pressure for like us as witches and humans to make things better. Most of us don't like it when someone is suffering. The thing is, though, some of these things that... Unable bodies people face isn't curable medically or even holistically. Mm-hmm. And I bet you that the person who is dealing with an illness has way more knowledge about their illness and their body than what you do. I also find that, like, even when advice is given and the person doesn't get better and, you know, they tried all these things and people will eventually leave, even witches. It is that whole like pull yourselves up by your bootstraps mentality, you know, and then eventually leaving the wounded behind. People don't seem to understand that things, some things are like incurable, especially when it comes to like chronic illness, disabilities and even mental illness. Sure, there are treatments, but sometimes it's, it's a it's a treatment, you know, it's like mm-hmm. a Band-Aid on a larger isn't going to go away. It's just constant work. So a witch who may be dealing with chronic pain every day of their life needs someone who will support them, not another person who is pushing some magical herb or spell down their throat. The same with like chronic depression and stuff like that. I'm just, I'm also speaking about this from like a very personal experience because I have endometriosis, which at this moment is incurable. And the only treatments available are band-aids on the problem. Mm-hmm. I have lost friends, even witchy ones. And I deal with like family members that just don't understand how I'm not better already. I get asked right. why I don't get a particular surgery if I haven't tried this herb yet. And no matter what, no matter what I try, the pain comes month after month, regardless of the surgery I've had, the pills that I take and the herbs that like I incorporate I can't explain everything until I'm blue blue in the face. But to many people, I look like someone who refuses to help themselves magically or otherwise, even though I am literally doing everything I can. I just want any witch who's facing something medically that, you know, you're not alone. And it isn't right for people to get frustrated with you for not controlling the uncontrollable. You are strong and you are resilient and you deserve a community that listens to you.
0: I agree. (laughs) I agree. And I don't really think that that was a rant, actually. I think that you brought up a really good point of talking that needed to be said. Mm -hmm. And I, yeah, I don't think that was a rant at all. It was well said, Mama. Yeah, it's
1: just just so frustrating. Because you'll get, like, people who will, you know, there's so many scammers, too, out there saying that they can cure diseases and stuff like that. And it's just so, like... It, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's just really frustrating because there's a it bunch is. of, there's no magical pill to take to make everything better. It's just constant work and hopefully, you know,
0: eventually. Unfortunately, there are um, some aspects of life.
1: Everything catches up.
0: Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, there are some aspects of life where we have to, unfortunately, sit through it. And hope that mm-hmm. someday science will catch up to make things better. And it sucks, mm-hmm. but it is the reality. And I am sorry for everybody who is going through anything like that because that blows.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, you know, even, you know, we're <laughs> obviously very pro science witches. And um, not me. I don't believe in science. <laughs> I don't believe in it. I mean, <laughs> <clears throat> vaccines and stuff you know there basically are like uh vaccines and like you mean people. little
0: mercury poison devices maria <laughs> 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 that was a joke everyone please don't and, take that seriously
1: <laughs> and i just i don't know um, holistic stuff is amazing and obviously mm-hmm. there are ama- like I take holistic treatments as, to help with my endometriosis and stuff like that mm-hmm. and it's so not to I. be discounted. I mean, I
0: have endometriosis, <laughs> but, but for my own personal struggles, I also take holistic approaches when I can.
1: Yeah, but you know, it's important to also listen to medical advice and take your pills if you have them and take care of yourself
0: and And it doesn't make you less of a witch if you need to take medication
1: yeah (laughs) exactly 100 (laughs) percent.
0: i know that was a really big um dialogue going around like a year or two ago people being like if you take Mm -hmm. your antidepressants you're like stifling your magic fuck those people first of all like (laughs) yeah fuck those people and i i like hard fuck those people if that's what they believe that is their personal <laughs> choice and i will defend their right to believe that however do not tell other people to do that and do not put other people down because it does not make you less of a witch you're entitled to believe that on your own path but do not drag other people into your bullshit 100 that's on that on that 100 <laughs> yep <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, sorry. Thank you for
1: strapping in and listening to my passionateness once again. I love it.
0: I love it. <laughs> So if you are new here or if you just never bothered to get this far in the podcast, it's okay. No shade. We don't blame you. We're very annoying. (laughs) Um, Every single episode, we talk about shops and creators and just accounts that we're loving right now. And these are things that we found organically. Mm. These are not paid sponsorships. They will never be paid sponsorships. And so if you DM us telling us that you will pay us money to do this we're just gonna laugh at you and mm-hmm. it's very rude it's very very rude don't do that so
1: rude so rude we like being ad free <sighs> looking at you adam
0: and eve <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that email what? you don't no yeah they wanted That's us so to, to plug their their dildos i was i just deleted it i was like shut up <laughs> Anyway, you
1: know, I've actually been approached by a few shops to talk about dildos, and I'm like,
0: Love that for you. This juicy dildo (laughs) here, let me tell you, I had a wild time with it. Thank you. This is me practicing safe masturbation moment. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Um, Oh no. Okay, so on that note, Maria. Yes. What creator are you loving this week? Yeah.
1: So I am loving Sacra Luna. It's they are a shop and they're also on Instagram, like Sacra Luna is their name. And they sell like these sun catchers that are beautiful. They spin and they're like like in gold wiring and there's like crystals and little so pretty. glass orbs. It's so pretty. Beautiful and a ton of aura quartz. So if you're into aura quartz, like you should probably, you know, really look into that. And they're, they're so not, it's just like so well done. Now I do want to say I do not know who they source their crystals from. So if mm-hmm. you do purchase from them, please, please check, please ask and check that out because I, I have not bought them. I'm just enjoying like looking at them. The pictures they are obviously <laughs> super stunning. Yes, especially they even say- do the little. Go ahead. You're go, ahead fine. go ahead. I was going to say they even do like little glass, like where the dried plants are trapped in glass. Mm-hmm. And I don't
0: know, It's just really so pretty. It's really and they're pretty. Like, like little moon shapes. Yeah. I will say, though, from somebody who comes from a standpoint of having sold crystals for a while mm-hmm. now, a lot of it does look like glass. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, I'm not holding it in my hand, but it does look like angel aura like treated and cut glass Mm
1: -hmm. i can't
0: say that for certain i'm not i'm not holding it but it does at least from the photos the quartz is so crystal clear that that they use that Mm -hmm. i would struggle to accept (laughs) the size of them etc not being glass or lab made so i mean i yeah. i'm not saying I'm, this is i'm not trying to uh to back them up i just to me that's what it looks like but they are beautiful yeah yeah whatever they're they are so beautiful. they're beautiful yeah <laughs> whatever they are they're freaking gorgeous <laughs>
1: <laughs> but <laughs> so yeah i definitely down, recommend seeing them out yeah <laughs> jot it down so what are you loving
0: i am loving a shop that i've actually been loving for quite some time i just Mm -hmm. it's one of those shops that like i keep meaning to bring up and then i don't know shiny penny i get distracted by something else it is the pandora witch shop they do like Mm -hmm. wood cut or like it's not wood wood, like laser engraved wood like spirit boards boxes tarot card boards just kinda you name it, uh altar pieces, et cetera, and they are so beautiful. And so I know there's beautiful. a lot of places out there that do wood, like laser engraving stuff. Um mm-hmm. but their stuff <sighs> it's like it's how they stain it. It's like the the wood stains. It is that how they, they stain use. it. Yeah, it's and the details in like staining mm-hmm. only like a little section here and a little section there. Is what sets them apart yeah. from other woodcutters I have seen at least. Mm-hmm. And I just. I agree. I think it's so beautiful. <laughs> it's so, yeah, so beautiful.
1: And they have like the dark like wood pieces with like gold on it. And we all know that's <laughs> my jam. I love I love gold.
0: <laughs> yes. It's and they, so have, like, beautiful. they have this I'm one actually... specific box that I've been like desperate mm-hmm. for for like a year and a half. Your boxes and it's one are of those beautiful. things. Yeah. It's one of those things that I keep thinking that like, oh, I'm going to get around to buying that. and I never do. Um, but I want to. It's a like a, an altar box and it has a death head moth on the back mm-hmm. of it. And it's fucking oh, beautiful. It's so beautiful. It's fucking beautiful. So beautiful. Yeah, I'm just, I'm obsessed.
1: I'm actually getting a few pieces from them soon, and a couple of them are the Death Moth things. (laughs) Yeah, I'm so excited, because they have, like, little tarot boards, and, like, they have a Uh, card of the day. That's that's,
0: like, a newish edition, and I love it.
1: It's so beautiful. Yeah, I'm getting the Death Moth card of the day, and I cannot, like, I'm so excited to have that on my altar space. It'll just, it'll add a lot. I'm really
0: excited yeah I think Can't wait for it to I come. think it's gonna be so great I want like I want them to do me an entire like like backsplash for my altar not that my like <laughs> it's not a kitchen it doesn't need a backsplash but you know what I mean like a backdrop of just like beautiful yeah. things <laughs> that I can just like mm-hmm. put behind it <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> I completely That agree. might be a weird request, though. Uh, hi, I'm just wondering if you can make something pretty and large <laughs> that is purely decorative. Do you think you could do that? <laughs> <laughs> that might be a weird conversation.
1: <laughs> they were like, we'll do it,
0: but you better have the money. Yeah, that will be $700. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you, promise. but I am... <laughs> You guys for joining us today, and we hope that you'll join us on Friday, March fifth, for our fifth episode <laughs> in season two. You keep adding an eye out on our Instagrams or on our Twitter. You can follow us on Twitter at Coffee Cauldrons or on Instagram at Coffee and Cauldrons Pod for more information.
1: Or even better, joining us on our Discord tier which is First Coven on Patreon, so we can answer your questions on part two for next time.
0: You'll even get to hear our lovely, sensual, beautiful, perfect voices for an additional 30 minute episode for being on our Patreon, Casting Tear and Up. So, again, this is Coffee and Cauldrons. With Robin from At a Tired Witch on Instagram. And I'm Maria from Maria the Arcane on Instagram. All right, you ready? Yeah. All right, one. 1 2